Son, I was in a, I was in a, uh, when I was down in Tampa, I found this little hole in the wall Jamaican spot. Dog, it was just like boat everything <laughs> all over the walls, and they had, mm-hmm. um, you know how Papa John's, um, well, I don't know, I don't know what they do by you, but like down here we got Krispy Kreme, the donut shop, and um, if the Panthers win, you know what I'm saying, you get like uh, two thirds off of your, you know, a, a, a box of donuts. Oh so yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Twelve bucks is four bucks to get a box of donuts, right? Um, mm-hmm. I think in Green Bay there was a time where if they defense scored, you got a Gilbert Burger or free or something like that. You know what I mean? Uh, when I was down there, there was like, if Boat wins the gold, everybody gets oxtails. <laughs> <laughs> not not a beef patty, not cocoa bread. They were like, everybody gets oxtails. Everybody gets the best shit. <laughs> That's hilarious. To another week of Defcon Jive. This is your boy Cannon, aka them Rio Thugs. <laughs> you might think you got it on lock, but come up off that gold. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's your boy Quams, aka Nina Simone Biles. Uh, I put a spell on you when I flipped them bars. <laughs> Ugh, all right, all right. Nice. What up, y'all? It's your boy Earl Lafayette, aka Shazam, BKA Scrap Adam, C- okay. CKA Captain Black America, DKA Malcolm Weapon X, <laughs> EKA e- Bruce Lee Royce the Five Nine. Appreciate to the listeners. Let's go. <laughs> Whoa! Wait, was that was that a tri- was that a triple jump? Yo, right son. I, I, I've been saving these. Bruce Lee Royce the five. I love that. <laughs> Yo. Let's go. Bruh, you stretched that joint out. Pause. I did. I did. Wow. Uh, we want to say a big, big shout out to the boy LeBron James Bond down in Louisiana dealing with that craziness with the flooding and all that. Um, we send our love out to him. And uh, if you can, I mean, you're not going to hear this while this is all happening, but, you know, donate to that if they still looking for donations. They need all types of stuff down there. And uh, shout out to the boy, Boom Dynamite, on vacation somewhere, uh, probably at the Jersey Shore in some nasty-ass water. Who knows? This uh, this episode might be a little less offensive because the, <laughs> the boy Don Fondant is not in, this, in the booth today, but uh, we appreciate y'all. Especially the females. Love y'all. Especially, especially the WNBA listeners. Thank you. Thank you for your support. Yeah, just, just imagine just imagine somebody's offending you and the show will go on. <laughs> right. Maracanada. Maracanada. We're going to start it off this week with some new Olympic talk. Uh, it's going, it's been, it's been a very entertaining summer Olympics. Um, side note, did y'all realize that it was actually winter in Brazil right now? Yes. Yes. That's funny to me. Yeah, it's crazy because, uh, 
you know, everybody was talking about, oh man, like if the Olympus goes down, then all this, uh, the Zika is really be gonna is really gonna become a global uh, pandemic. But Zika zombies, we, yeah, uh, the Zika phrase, zombies. Phrase, we yeah. we did touch on Zika zombies, but what a lot of people didn't realize was that it's like low season down there right now. Yeah. So it's you know you don't have the the proper uh, atmospherics for a proper uh, viral. Uh, pathogenesis yes i'm using all of my uh my science <laughs> background in that um but yeah it's like it's 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 not summertime you know it's right it's not the rainy season it's winter so i mean it i mean they're closer to the equator so it's still warm but they were definitely talking about how chilly it was on the sand for the uh beach volleyball right right so um yeah, the, and then it and then it hit me. It was like, oh, oh, right, because it's winter. It's That's winter. why. Yeah, when they showed uh, the women volleyball players and they were warming up in uh, sweats and the, yeah. the long sleeve joints, you know, a lot of people didn't realize, like you said, that it was winter time. But yeah, you know, yeah, it's just interesting, man. I mean, even though you feel like you're kind of like the this hemisphere is like lined up weather wise, but it really isn't. Right. Yeah. Right. So um, we wanted to give you a really quick update on the medal count. I have 67 total for the U.S., leading Great Britain, who has 38. Um, We're still leading in golds, too. We have 26 to Great Britain's 15, and China is right behind them at 15 gold. China also has 45 medals total. So... uh, Once again, shout out to American exceptionalism. (laughs) And and by the time... You hear this, listeners will still be ahead in the medal count. <laughs> you know, big time. Not that not much will change. So, uh, you know, we still smash. Right. So I wanted to shout out specifically the fantastic American black woman in general holding down the Olympics big time. Uh, we had a crazy upset with Simone Manuel being the first African American woman to win. Uh, medal in swimming S- uh, smashing the stereotype that black people don't know how to swim let's go we also we're we're, at, we're, we're, we're over that uh mid-atlantic, mid-atlantic uh slave trade trauma man right we're, we're mm. bouncing back from did it. She, right by any chance did she learn to swim at howard university please let me know uh unfortunately no damn um bitch, i kind of wish that that bitch ass elective awesome. that was the worst <laughs> But uh, she not only did she win the individual goal, she also uh, anchored the relay, the uh, four by one hundred meter relay, mm. and won gold in that. Mm. So uh, she she's doing it. Uh, we also wanted to shout out who I think is going to go down as probably the greatest gymnast ever, mm. Simone Biles, mm. nineteen years old, and is just breaking records they said that her margin of winning was bigger than what was it like the past 14 years combined period mm. yeah she's she's smashing folks mm. son. she's absolutely smashing folks and it's and it's awesome i love it i got three girls in the house trying to flip and tumble <laughs> and, you know uh they can't they don't know who lebron james is but they've been that's you know, dope. writing down Simone Biles' name uh, like crazy is awesome. That's dope. That's what's up. That's what's up. Yo, so is it is it just me or do I feel like she's not getting the proper media burn that, you know, 
some of these other athletes in the past when you know when uh in previous olympics some of these female gymnasts because to be honest dog i never heard of this heard of this girl before simone biles yeah i never heard of her before before this Um, year yeah that's because this is her first uh summer olympics okay she's been she's been um making making the rounds okay like, like if you if you check youtube and um, Facebook, you'll see people sharing her routines because you know we we have this whole Black Girl Magic movement, right? And um, you you definitely want to shout out when Black women are doing it big time. Um, shout out to the NBA, boom! Uh, but <laughs> yeah, that's that's how I came to know Simone Biles because uh, a bunch of people are sharing her videos, her routines on Facebook. And I watched every single one of them in amazement. So when mm. it was time for her to come up to the Olympics, mm. it was like, yo, that's the shorty right there. She's definitely going to win something. Yeah, yeah. She's um, she's actually been smashing it for a while. Yeah, like on the, um, in like world championships and stuff like that. I seen, yeah, I seen yeah, her yeah. resume, but I was just like, um, man, I'm not familiar for real. She's right. um, she was too young to qualify for her for the last Olympics, uh, okay. uh, which I think is the only reason why she missed out. Otherwise, she would have been Damn. a household name much sooner. Right. Um, and and, you know, a lot of these things like I don't I don't follow gymnastics. Um, I mean, that might change in the near future, depending on what the girls do. But I don't I don't follow gymnastics. I don't follow swimming. You know, I don't follow a lot. I don't follow I don't follow rowing. So you only get you know, exposed to some of these names every four years or something, um, unless they're like a superstar, like a Usain Bolt. And, you know, you want to check out the world championships every year or something like Mm -hmm. that, you know? So a lot of folks, you know, are kind of just becoming aware, you know, and, uh, and then there are other things going on that are kind of overshadowing. I don't, well, I don't want to say that, that are kind of, uh, unfortunately distracting people from some of this dominance, some of Simone's dominance, Mm -hmm. Um, like, you know, the whole Rio uh, fiasco in general. Yeah. Um, Michael Phelps smashing gold medal count records by his lonesome. Uh, right. But, I mean, like, yeah, I, I definitely think she should be getting more shine. I think she's going to get more endorsements. She's going to be on the face of more, um, you know, whether it's Dick Sporting Good commercials or, or whatever it is. I think she's definitely going to become a more household name because, She's what? She's nineteen. She's nineteen, man. She, I, yeah. She might have one more in her. Yeah, I that's what I was just about yeah, to ask because you know these these uh, gymnasts they they twenty three, twenty four. They're out the game. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. look at look at Gabby Douglas. She's twenty. Yeah, and she's already backseat. Right. Yeah. Like, right. That's I mean that's because they get started at such a young age, though. right? You know that you've always got some hot up and coming sixteen year old, you know, on, you know that they can like. What was the one? There's one girl that they brought along just because she wrecks mm. the uneven bars. Um, um, you know they put they put her on a team specifically for that. I think she's only like sixteen or seventeen or something like that. Oh, you talk. Oh, you talking about uh, Hernandez is her last name. Lauren, yeah, Lauren Hernandez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, oh, she's, she's so dope on them joints, dog. Mm, yeah, she's like, you know, what I'm saying, she's like that sniper that you bring along. You know, they're no good in every scenario, <laughs> but when you need them, 
You know what I'm saying? They just put headshot after headshot into the ranks of the enemy. Mm. That's what she's doing right now to the competition mm. on the uneven bar. So it's yeah, kind of it's like she got that green ball and they're not really good at anything else but using the green ball. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, or they like rapidly just squeeze the trigger as fast <laughs> as they could at an enemy hoping they hit them. You died first though. <laughs> you did die first. Just, you know, your body slump, slump that first. That's that one, time, that one time. Every time. You got that you got that one replay on Halo. So <laughs> that one replay. You just loop it, change the colors a little bit. All of a sudden it's it's the greatest game. replay of all time. I don't know. Kwame did have that what was that? Twenty He did. Twenty kill streak with the shotgun. He did. That's because the game glitched and <laughs> he wouldn't fucking die. Anyway, we're getting off topic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Back back on topic. Um, also want to shout out Michelle Carter, the first woman to win shot gold and shot put. Uh, she's also a black woman again, holding us down. Um, just amazing, amazing feats and accomplishments. And even, even not the Americans, even the Jamaican women in track are just unbeatable. Yeah. Destroying Destroying it. it. It's, it's insane. And um, let's say three consecutive, three consecutive Olympics. Actually, three consecutive world championships, or uh, you know, world records, something like that. Um, mm-hmm. That the Jamaican, no one has beat a Jamaican uh, female sprinter in the last three Olympics. Yeah, we'll say that. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, shout out, shout out to the U.S. Uh, I forget the lady's name, to the black uh, black woman uh, for the U.S. who got silver. You know what I'm saying? In a hundred meter hundred meter. She's sprint. from Mississippi, but, um, Alabama, yeah. one of the joints. Yeah, she's nice. Yeah. She, she's nice. She, she was definitely she was definitely sandwiched by Jamaicans though. She was. Yeah, she was. She was. Straight she was. straight beef patty. <laughs> <laughs> straight beef, beef patty. patty. Oh man, uh shout out to to Mo. I forgot his last name, but the dude who won the long distance running after falling. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then getting back up, mm. man, that dude was amazing. Yeah. Because Kwame, Kwame, Mo, did Mo, you realize? Mo yeah, Mo Fair, thank you. Yeah. Did you realize mm-hmm. their miles? They would run like a four-minute mile. Yeah. Yes. Sir. That's it. That 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 don't make no sense. Yeah, that's that's like that hurts, dog. I don't even <laughs> like I don't even like running a mile at ten minutes. <laughs> shit hurts. Does shit burns? <laughs> you be wanting to quit. You should be like, ah, eh, this is boring. I think I think my fastest mile was nine minutes, and that was like, I got out of the car, I stretched, I took a deep breath, <laughs> right, and I ran as hard as I could for the first mile and hit nine minutes. And these dudes would have had two miles by the time, it's and like crazy. four minute miles after running for a half hour. Yeah. And shit's That's, crazy. Yeah, come on, man. These dudes, these dudes are absolutely insane. Man. Yeah, I just, I just take solace in the fact that I could punch him in the chest because <laughs> they got, they got bird bodies. They do, they do. They are a hundred pounds dripping wet balls. But um, but um, yeah, more respect to Mo Farah, man. That dude, he's been beasting for a minute too. He, he was out in uh. London, you know what I'm saying, 2012, which was awesome for him because you know he's from he represents Great Britain, so yeah, you know he's been doing it. He's been doing it for a minute. Yeah, and uh, want to give one final 
Shout out to the most American exceptionalist team that we have there. The basketball team. No. Uh, uh, undefeated in group play. How about how about they squeak yeah. by though? Let's let's talk about yeah. that. Let's talk about that. They uh who do they play? Serbia today? No, they played France today. Oh, France today. Yeah, France. And they won by one by, one by three. three. And then the previous game they won by one four. By three. One by three. Three again. Yeah, man. It's uh-huh. not uh yeah. they need, they got the offense, but that defense is sus, boy. Yeah, they can they meanwhile, definitely take some some time off. Yeah. Meanwhile, the women's uh, basketball team blew out China today by 50. Good Lord. You know, but did they like, dunk, though? Did somebody dunk, though? They were fundamentally and technically sound. <laughs> hey, yo. Their defense, their defense was on point. How about that, though? <laughs> yo, can we, can we talk about the women's soccer team real quick, though? How they, Oh, uh, boy. Man, I, maybe, not the, maybe not the women's soccer team, but Hope your, your girl Hope Solo. I want to talk about Hope Solo's hating ass, man. Um. What's wrong? What's wrong with her? Like, they they played like cowards. What does that even mean? What what is so, what does that even mean? So what happened? You lost. Was the women lost? And Hope Solo in a post game interview said that who would they lose to? Denmark. Uh, Sweden. 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 Yeah. They said the Sweden. She said the Sweden team played like cowards, and the best team did not win today. Here's the here's the rub though, the coach for the women's team, the the Swedes team, was the coach for America the previous Olympics. Yes. So she used the strategy that she taught to the American women. She used against them, which was a defensive game. So they they only had two shots on goal. One of them scored. The rest of it was just straight defense. And Hope Solo called that a coward move, but I'm like, yo, I have no y'all with did that. that. They did that, and I think this goes to, this goes to show that Hope Solo is washed. She yeah. uh she been washed. She's got you know her she clearly has some personal issues out there in the public that she's been dealing with for the last couple of years. But man, like that's that's man poor loser. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Bad sportsmanship. It's yeah, terrible sportsmanship. Um, I mean, to to lose like that, not like that. I mean, you're the fucking goalie. Stop the fucking balls. <laughs> right. <laughs> Stop the balls. You it's, know. It's um. You know. It, it's as a as a self proclaimed soccer enthusiast and fan of the game. Um, it's extremely disappointing to see that. Um, you got beat. You were, you've been a dominant team. You've won the last World Cup. I think is it. I don't know if they won the last two, but they won the last, you know won the saying, last women's World, World Cup. Cup. They've been they've been dominating. Um, I mean, you got beat. You got you beat. Know, yeah. You got you, you have class. Right. Have some class. Congratulate the opponent. Mm-hmm. You want to call them cowards? You know what I'm saying. Do it. Do it on your own time. Don't do it on national television because it's not a good look for no. you and it's not a good look for the United nope. States. Um, it, you know, all 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 that does is it gives other countries fodder for saying, "See, America is just a bunch of selfish, you yep. know, blowhards." Yeah, yep. you know what I mean. Yeah, yep. So you know, um, shout out to Hope Solo. And, and the fact that she like she individually got beat because they lost in the shootout. Right. So she got beat. Right. 
Exactly. Like that's it, it to to act like that. Like, come on, son, you can't be doing that. Nah, it's uh like Quam said, man, it's extremely disappointing to hear those comments from really someone, you know, the player who has held down USA women's soccer for a decade, decade plus, yep. you know? Yeah. Um, oh, there was I mean, there was like- also an interesting stat that who uh the last time a World Cup winning women's team won a medal was like 20 years ago something like that Mm. like 25 years ago Mm. yeah Uh, you know man so i just wanted to broach that real quick yeah so kwame you you had something no man like like it's i've said all i need to say you know it's it's you know be a role model right that's it right right so uh again shout out to Specifically, I want to shout out all the black women holding down the Olympics because they're definitely making news. Oh, shout out to, uh, I don't want to mess up her first name, so I'm not going to say it. So shout out to Miss Muhammad winning that silver in fencing mm. with a hijab oh, yeah. on. I missed I miss that. Yeah. I didn't, yeah. I didn't first, catch that. First woman to uh, participate with a hijab on and won one silver for America. That would blow Donald Trump's fucking mind if he realized <laughs> what happened. Yeah. You know, it's conspiracy. <laughs> right. That's what it is. Right. Liberal liberal, liberal agenda. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would shout out the uh, track runner who ran with her job too, but her time was so terrible that I don't want to... I don't even want to... Uh... Man, look, let me, let me speak on that for just a few seconds here. Um, it's something... Um, I think like them just getting to the Olympics is like a feat in and of itself. True. And that everything that they have to go through in um, um, a culture, you know, whether it's America, whether it's, you know, a a Middle Eastern uh, uh, culture, North African, a culture that is so heavily male dominated uh, where you have to fight just to, you know, go do these sort of activities and not just, you know what I'm saying, birth babies and, and clean dishes and whatnot. Mm. Like, the fact that they're even there at the Olympics representing their country, you know what I'm saying, it's, it's, it's like, uh, it's freaking fantastic. It and, is. You know what I'm saying? I love that now, um, whether it's the refugee uh, flag that is participating on the Olympics mm-hmm. or, or, or not, that NBC is actually giving the ladies shine as they compete and cross the finish line. They've done that at least for like the last, you know what I'm saying, three or four uh, preliminary heats, you know, knowing they weren't going to make it. Give them a little bit of FaceTime. Give them a little bit of shine. They made it. It's awesome. It is awesome. Yeah, but she dope. definitely ran that joint in 12 seconds. Like, come on, son. No, 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 no. You're giving her, you're giving her a break, son. It was definitely like 16. Oh, it was something. definitely 16. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't. It was twelve seconds. <laughs> nah, buddy. It was bad though. But shout out to her. So this week has also brought some terrible news. Uh, Scrap, you wanted to speak on the DOJ report about the Baltimore police station <sighs> being fucking scumbags, right? About everything, right? So. What, what day did the report come out? Friday? Thursday? Something like that. Something like that. Um, if you're not familiar, off of the Freddie Gray case, uh, the Department of Justice uh, went and did a, a thorough investigation 
of the Baltimore City Police Department um, and, you know, looked at the statistics of who the Baltimore Police uh, Department was um, was pulling over, who they're tracking, who are they stopping, who are they harassing, um, who are they strip searching. Um, and as you might have suspected, everything came back and is like blacks um, in the city of Baltimore are way overrepresented, overrepresented in uh, police in all those categories, basically. Um, the report came out, I think it's like 169 pages or something like that. Um, and it basically talks about everything that <laughs> I think I think Chris said this black people have been talking about forever. You know, yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, you know, I think, you know, they have crazy stats in that joint. Like one dude was uh, was stopped like 30 times in a three or four year period and not arrested one time. Like they got stats on these dudes, you know, <laughs> just like harassing people, uh, performing illegal se- searches and uh, seizures. What it, what is it called? Search and seizures. Search and seizures. Um, yeah. You know, just just you know, uh, unlawful uses of force, unnecessary uses of force. Something that's uh, that I find you know just just really um, appalling is when they use force on somebody in a uh, that is having a mental health crisis. You know, you don't have the the proper people in place to respond to those types of incidents. Um, I mean, it the report just runs the gamut, and it just it it, it it's it's super bad. I'll just say that. But yeah. But in the context, what I wanted to talk about was um, in the context of that report, a couple things, man. I mean, one, what do the what does the Department of Justice do all fucking day? <laughs> I mean, seriously, like the report was what 168 pages. It, it was it was long as shit. It was long as shit. But like, we know we know that these that this type of police behavior is uh, endemic, you know, across the United States. Whether it's here, whether it, you know, Baltimore, Ferguson, Florida, um, California, what what have you, you know, this type of police behavior, this type of harassment of people of color is not new. So when the Department of Justice, uh, what is it, the Civil Rights Division or whatever, when they release these reports and everybody's shocked that, you know, this information comes out, you know, I'm I'm kind of like taken aback, like, how do they not know that this shit is going on? You know, right. why, why is this why is this new and why why, uh, you know, what what is their purpose <laughs> in the Department of Justice? Like, what do they do? Right. What do they do all fucking day? I don't get it. <laughs> it's It's like. When white people on Twitter will be like, uh, do some research or, or wait for the facts. It's like they do it for them. You know what I mean? Right. It's it's like it's like these white people don't believe that this is happening. So they have to call in a million dollar research right. project right. on stuff that and I and and scrap you are a scientist, you know the scientific method does not allow for anecdotes. <laughs> Yeah. But I this is way more than anecdotes. There we we have video evidence. We have you know uh police reports. Right. We we just have we have such a dearth of evidence that this goes on. So I I agree with you that it's like did this really need to happen? Right. I mean, is it is it a bad thing that the report came out? You know, no. no. Was it does it reveal anything new? No, it doesn't. No. So, you know, the other point 
that uh, you know, I, I wish our homeboys Don Fondant and LeBron James Bond were on. You know, like what does it take to break the system? You know, how right. do you how do you how do you how do you mitigate? You're not gonna root out all of the bad cops. You know, do you have to get on your Ra's al Ghul and destroy the system? You know, like like what do you what do you really have to do? Um, you know, to kind of change this thing around. So that you know, I thought the report. The report itself isn't interesting. It isn't anything new. I think in context of the broader conversation, that's that's what's important. Yeah, I, want, well, I wanted to shout out uh, Kwame. I'm sorry to interject. I'll let you get mm-hmm. on too. But I wanted to shout out uh, something that Trevor Noah highlighted on The Daily Show where he said there was a representative from the DOJ in the cop car with these two cops. <laughs> and these two cops pulled up on a corner and they saw some boys loitering and the cop driving told the, the cop who was new. I think he was fairly new. Yeah. In the passenger seat. I read, told him. I read this in the joint. Yeah. Yeah. He said, go, go break them up. Go, go shake them down basically. And this is why the DOJ dude is in the car. He said, go shake them down. And the dude said, I, I don't have anything to charge them with. They're just standing on the corner. I can't really charge them with anything. Right. And the dude said, go make something up. Right. Right. With the representative in the car. Right. Yep. So that's mind blowing. It is. Well, it's what it is. is It's reflective of the system, a system that's been in place, you know what I'm saying, for who knows how long, you know, it reflects upon the establishment and that's, you know, that's what you're talking about, scrap. That's what you're talking about. You have to break. And something like that, that doesn't happen too easily. Um, like, it takes either tons and tons and tons of external pressure, mm-hmm. you know, or it takes, you know, somebody splintering and fracturing from within. Mm-hmm. Because to be perfectly honest, um, there's, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say that, you know, four out of five cops are bad. I'm going to sit here and say that one out of cops. You know, one out of five cops, right. you know, might might, you know, what I'm saying be abusive or, or over the top or maybe one out of 10, one out of 20, give them the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. But I will say that 18 or 19 out of 20, the other ones will not talk about. Right. It. Right. And that's the issue that you have to break up. Like until like I, I, I've, I've been said and this this doesn't just apply to cops. You know, I say it to everything. You know, I said it when the whole uh, snitches get stitches movement was going on within the black community. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like that doesn't help anyone it doesn't help anyone inside your own group if you're trying to affect a positive change whether you're a cop whether you're a black man whether you're a mexican whether you're arab you know whether you're a swedish nationalist whether you're a neo-nazi um those groups gain power because the members inside the groups give them power uh and either we bring the world crashing down on them and we force them to change or somebody from the inside has to take that step as well and that's what we talk about when we're saying you know what I mean? Cops need better or better training, better uh, understanding of uh, scenarios involving uh, people with mental health issues. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it It's not something that's going to be easy. It's not something that's just as simple as, hey, you know, what I'm saying we're going to march or protest or riot and, and they'll it'll be fixed. But it's something that that we need to broach. Um, and it's and to be honest, it's going to take probably a bunch of us people like us or people like our daughters getting into those positions of power to make that change right. happen. Right. Yeah. Does it come? I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. So my, my question was going to be, um, do these steps involve something like 
more citizen watch over our own neighborhoods and also especially because you brought up the mental health stuff um do we need to do do we need to do something to where people are not calling the cops for those type of situations they're calling specialists which you know in a way creates jobs but somebody has to also pay for that stuff right so does it does it come down to not taking the power away from the cops but giving them less things to do um what i was i mean honestly with the mental health thing is so so tricky and it's a it's a tough situation but honestly like honestly i would love it if um you could call into 911 and have the switchboard operator. Uh, I mean, they can't make, you know, the on the call decision like that. But if you say, you know, there's a man, I'm worried about him. He's not acting right. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, he's not acting right. Like if we could have, whether it's, I love firefighters, whether it's a firefighter or an EMT, even, you know, have them, have them come along with the cops Send both of them. Right. You know, the way things are going now, you're going to need an EMT anyway. <laughs> right. So send both of them, have them diagnose the scenario and, and, and make that judgment call there because the cops, you know, I mean, I'm not, let's get this straight. You know, there are tons of good cops out there and they have tons of things they got to worry about, you know, uh, this, you know, with, with upholding, you know what I'm saying? They're, they're into the law and enforcing the law. I don't want to put more on their plate. Right. But if we can get them to understand, you know, that, hey, I'm here t- for protective purposes, um, but I, my role isn't necessarily immediately, um, it's not immediately necessary right now. I'm going to let these EMTs or these firefighters take point, and I'm just here to make sure that everything stays safe. Right. That That's the type of organization that I would love to see happen. Right. Yeah. 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 On, on the heels of that, uh, last night being uh, Saturday night, August 13th, we had Milwaukee lit, literally, <laughs> uh, uh, armed, this time armed as far as we know. An armed black man was killed by the police. Uh, the problem is the body camera was off. And at this point, Kwame, and you can fill this in, so the reason we're talking about this is our boy Kwame is from the ill mill from Milwaukee. So um, this this hits close to his literal home. Um, so Kwame, can you can you fill us in on what what happened? What what you understand? Well, I mean, basically the details are still fuzzy, so I'm not I'm not even going to try and, and get into you know some of the speculation. But like you said, armed you know reportedly armed. A uh, civilian was shot and killed, um, I believe, after a routine traffic stop. Um, and they're, you know, other than that, they're still they're still working on the details. But like you said, the body camera was off. Yeah. So before, actually, you know what? I'm not even gonna touch the whole semantics of whether or not you know who was their threat, was their intent to harm, what happened, was there aggression, like. I'm going to save all of that until all the rest of those reports come out and then we can, you know, uh, rifle through those and, and, and make more commentary as we see fit. But what I will say is speaking to the evidence that we do have at hand, if your body camera 
is off when you are on duty, that should be an automatic something. Yes. Yeah. Without pay, yes. suspension, uh, something. That I mean, these things. That's a that's a that's negligence. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, it can be interpreted as willful intent to yes. um, lie or to cover something up. Yes. Mm. It could be it could be totally a mistake. But if I make a mistake and run over somebody, that's manslaughter on me. Right. Right. You right. Know? Right. So and it, if your body camera is not working, you should be you should be checking that body camera like you check your clip in your glove. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, do I have a round chambered? You know what I'm saying? Am I, is my clip full? Uh, is my safety on? Is my body camera on? Let's get out the car. Let's do this. Let's make this traffic right. stop. Right. You and know? and it only it only helps the cop. Exactly. Like just like just like they say when when uh whatever the Patriot came out or whatever, you know, it only helps the cops if you have nothing to hide. Mm-hmm. The body camera can only help. Right. That's exactly that's, that's exactly what I was gonna say. Like, you know, cops they have all these protocols that they gotta follow, and you know. You know, uh, auto. You know, if you discharge your weapon, you know that's automatic. Maybe you're sitting behind a desk or whatever, and they gotta follow all these rules and regulations. Turn the body camera on, dog. And that's. Right. And I'm not saying like, I, you know, Defcon Jive is not anti-cop. Uh, we just have very strong feelings about uh, the relationship between uh, police departments across the nation and Black America. But you know, if you if you follow all these protocols and you follow those to a T because you don't want something bad to happen you, with you, dog, you got to turn that body camera on, man. Protect yourself. Right. If you if you're trying to always, you know, protect protect uh, you know, the shield so to speak, protect the force, protect yourself. If that's what you're always about, just turn the body camera on. So So, yeah, we we got to wait for more stuff to come out of that. But uh Needless to say, when people turn up and set stuff on fire and, and you know, break windows and this and that, then all of a sudden it's a major story. But the crazy thing is, it's never, it never feels like it's a crazy story when sports riots happen and the same stuff happens, right. which is the reason... I mean, which was one of the points that a lot of people made about the Baltimore uprising. It was like, yeah, crazy things are happening in the streets because people are mad. They're angry. This is what happens when you're angry. It also happens when you're angry that your team lost in the NCAA tournament, you know? Right. But yet those are spirited kids. And yes, we recognize that those spirited kids are a mixed group. It's some black, some white, mostly white. But it just never gets the same type of coverage. It's strange. And, and it's one of those strange things in the media. And even even but even when it does get coverage, it's oh, those are just those are just kids being kids. You know, yeah. those are just college kids uh getting a little rowdy. You know, it's never uh, it's never the it's never portrayed as a dangerous situation <laughs> and criminal situation that that it, it would be in other communities. Right. And let me and let me just say this. I say this all the time and I put this on record and I stand behind it 100 percent. Um if I don't even want to say if rioting never it never solves the problem. No. You know? Mm-hmm. Now there's there's a difference between um a lot of what happened in Baltimore 
um, and let's say let's take Ferguson for example. You had a lot of rioting in Ferguson, in Baltimore, at least from my experience, you had a lot of disruption. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't. I mean, I'm not. I'm not going to say I don't have a problem, but I'm not going to. You know, I'm not hiding from disruption. You right. know, I'm sitting in traffic because somebody's protesting. Disruption is a civil sit-in. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Martin Luther King did disruption. Uh, the SNCC did disruption. They, you know, what I'm saying when they did sit-ins in the diners, that's a disruption. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying when you when you're marching. I mean, you can march legally right now. But when you're when you're marching in the streets, causing traffic, you know, what I'm saying holdups, that's a disruption. Taking um, bricks to a storefront window in your own community, that's a riot. And that's something that I don't I don't get behind. You know, dis disrupt the status quo, the, the status quo. If you if, if you feel that's your prerogative and if it brings attention to the issue so that you have a voice to speak, I, I'm I'm not going to you know, what I'm saying I, I, I'm not going to stop you. Um but you know what I mean? Um, um, don't destroy! Looting. Don't destroy the community that you live in. Ex- exactly. Don't go to somebody else's community and destroy it. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, it, it, don't go to your the hood next door and destroy that community. Oh no, no, no! I would I would suggest you go to the rich neighborhood and fuck shit up there. <laughs> it's 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 just you know what I'm saying. Rioting is never it's never a good look um, because destroy you know what i'm saying it's so easy to destroy something um but that something has to be rebuilt anyway so if you're going to expend that energy do it for something you know what i'm saying that's going to make a lasting impression and make it worthwhile you know what i mean mm-hmm. i can take that all right so on a lighter note while we do completely hate and loathe police brutality we hate the things that come with it there are some other things that we hate. Uh, scrap. Let, let, let's get let's get grimy. What do you, what do you hate right Man, now? Man, it's it's not it's not it's not really hate. Although when it happens, I don't know. I, can't, I it's it's more of an annoyance, and it's okay. it's, it's kind of like like I want to say something, but it's just like I don't know that person. So <laughs> you know when when you're on an elevator at work or wherever. And you know what I'm saying, like you know, I work up on the fourth floor, and you know what I'm saying, I, I need to go get a snack, so I'm gonna go down to the first floor. I'm gonna hit button number one. You know what I'm saying? Elevator stops on on number three, on floor number three. Dude gets on the elevator, or female gets on the elevator, and repeatedly presses button number one. <laughs> like we're not going to the same fucking floor. Like why 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 are you so why are you so psyched to get one to get to floor number one and two the button's already pressed dog <laughs> like that annoys me that annoys me coincidentally I also get annoyed when I'm on an elevator and say I'm going back up to my floor you know, hit the hit hit the hit the button you know what I'm saying yep, yep. the f- elevator stops on floor number two. Right or or I'm sorry, uh, stops on floor on my floor. I attempt to get off, but there is someone standing directly at as the elevator doors open, and they proceed to walk in as I'm trying to walk out. <laughs> like dog, and then no no excuse me no I'm sorry mm-hmm. you know it's mm-hmm. it's it's turn the body to the side and 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 walk in like 
That shit annoys me, dog. Like, I don't know about y'all, but I, I find that highly offensive. <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's um that elevated walk on. It's 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 crazy, son. And uh, but I've got a foolproof. You know what I'm saying? I've got a foolproof methodology to <laughs> please make enlighten the me. other person. You know what I'm saying? Who's trying to get on the elevator as uncomfortable as possible? Okay, <laughs> please. Um, and it involves it involves physical contact. So you mm. might. You know, you might need to get a little bit close to somebody. To, to get you know, grimy, dog? Dog. You might need to. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? When I'm on the mall, I'm at the mall, right? And, um, you know, I've got a stroller or something. You know what I mean? Or I'm, I'm with the family and, you know what I'm saying? The missus is pulling the stroller. Mm-hmm. Um, he, here's what I do. I know what's going to happen. I absolutely know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So, what do I do? You know what I'm saying? I get off first. I get off first and I, well, before the elevator doors even open, you know what I'm saying? I'm standing right there in the middle. You know what I mean? Like mm. when the elevators part, when the elevators part, I'm appearing, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, uh, Steven Seagal, you know what I mean? Like I'm right there. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. and I'm a, I'm a broad shoulder dude. So you guys, you know what I'm saying? Scrap Kenny, y'all might have to get your elbows out a little bit. <laughs> okay. Um, All right. But I'm a, I'm a broad shoulder out. dude. Right. Right. And so, as soon as the elevator doors part, you know what I'm saying? Like the Red Sea, I'm stepping through that joint. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm Moses with the Hebrews, right? <laughs> right, um, right. And, you, and, and here's what happens. People don't look. They're, they're looking at the elevator doors or they're looking at the floor. They're looking at the floor. They, mm-hmm. As they come in, right? They don't, mm-hmm. they're, they're, I don't want to call them selfish, but they're self-conscious. They're not looking around, right? And so they step in and I'm looking for that one person. He, he's that you know say he's that hero he's that hero he's that lead blocker he's that fullback that's trying to come in the elevator <laughs> and i just st- i just stepped right up to him you know what i mean like we're there we're toe to toe <laughs> he doesn't realize it yet like he he's he's coming at me or she's coming at me it might be a broad-shouldered woman it might be a slim dude but he's coming at me he's trying to step in the elevator and wherever he's stepping i'm stepping right like like we're, we're mirroring each other you know we're dancing we're we're uh uh, we're two stepping. Um, now, like now, wait, 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 Quam, you've you've significantly stretched this this whole occurrence out. Like, how many seconds does this last, dog? Because you're talking about you're talking about doing rope a dope in the in the middle of the fucking elevator. Like, what? How hey. long is this? How long is this encounter? Dog, I make it awkward. <laughs> I make it real awkward. All right, fair enough. Uh, like he he comes in, uh, and we stop. Like our toes are basically touching right now, and he's like, "Oh, this dude isn't moving," and so he slowly looks up, right, and he uh, makes eye contact. I make eye contact. We're looking at each other, and I don't say a word. I'm just looking at him. Do you smile? No, I don't. I just gaze deeply into his eyes. <laughs> I gaze. I gaze deeply into his eyes until he says something, um, and when he says, "Guarantee you," they say, "Excuse me." Right. Mm-hmm. So I they say, always say. I say, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, then, and then you just and then you just wait. Because he's in the wrong. He's got to move. They are in the wrong. He's got to move. Uh-huh. Uh, now, if you want to be extremely grimy, you know what I mean? If it's just me and I got the stroller, um, strollers hurt, son. If you walk into that little <laughs> lip of a stroller, yes. um, your toddler's going to be safe. You know, don't the missus don't have to worry about that. But you put that stroller up in there first and let him try and stumble over that. 
every mother in that (laughs) in that elevator and outside the elevator will crucify him with that look that mothers give you know it I know it we've all received that look at one point Mm -hmm. like you were just a worthless piece of testosterone (laughs) (laughs) yes just make just make it awkward son make it awkward that's that's there you go there you go scrap sure and um and let me just tell you as a father you know, you've you've lost all your ability to to uh, hold any reserve of shame. You have no shame as a father. Um, you're going to do some nasty things uh, when you can't quite reach that diaper. Um, when that wipe is just out of reach, you know, your shame is gone. You <laughs> you lost that seven months into the pregnancy. Uh, yeah. So you, you just prepare to be awkward and, and do and do weird things for the sake of, of teaching people a lesson. Yeah, man. Okay. There you go, Scrap. There's your remedy. I appreciate that, Quams. I'm going <laughs> to see what I'm gonna see what happens when the next time I, you know, have a close encounter in the elevator and it's a fucking general. We'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Just make it awkward, son. <laughs> make it awkward. The brass doesn't respect awkwardness. That's true. It might not respect me either. <laughs> <laughs> Kwame, you got something you hate right now? Oh, yeah, man. Mine's a little bit more... Uh, how do I how do I put it? I think mine's a little bit more fixable. It's a little bit more relevant. Okay. Um, but my my pet peeve, dog, what I hate is I hurt. I, I hate illogical organization of objects. Okay. Mm. Okay. All right, bear bear with me now. All okay. right. I've got three examples for you. The first uh, is the dishwasher. All right. <laughs> mm. I know there's where you're a, going with this. There's a science to this, guys. There all is. Right? There is. There's a science to this. Water needs to reach all the dishes. Son. Right? So if you've got a triple-decker bowl, you know what I'm saying, sandwich with bowl, plate, bowl, Mm -hmm. uh, the water isn't hitting that last (laughs) plate plate, in the bowl. Bowl, plate, bowl. Bowl, plate, bowls. I've seen it all, son. I've seen it all. I know, bro. All right? I know. Um, Uh Uh-huh. So you've you've got to understand, like – I feel like it's it's a requirement for um, all adults in order to pass into adulthood, you must meet reach a minimal uh, minimum level requirement on Tetris mm. uh, in That's order to reach adulthood. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, the second example I give you is when you're packing your trunk. All right. Mm-hmm. There's an understanding here, and it's <laughs> not just suitcases going the back. All right. There's a logical assortment of heavy suitcases, duffel bags, strollers, purses, shoe bags, and kids' bags of toys that they can easily reach over the back seat so that you don't have to stop the car to get the DS out of the kids' bag. Right. Logical organization that has to happen. All right? Uh-huh. You, don't Fair. Put Fair the, you don't put the diapers underneath uh, at the bottom <laughs> of the trunk so you have to pull over. Uh, and unload your double decker minivan just so that you can change the kid's butt in the back of the car. You ain't gonna like it, and the kid ain't gonna like it, and your car is for damn sure gonna smell like it. Yep. All right. Mm-hmm. The third and final um, organizational standard that we have to uphold as men, we have to uphold it, is the refrigerator. Mm. Okay. 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 All, All right. right? It is a must that your refrigerator <laughs> is organized um, so that you're not piling bottles of beer on top of <laughs> slices of cheese and you go in and reach the middle light and you've got a four-year-old uh, American slice glued to the bottom of your 
beer bottle held together by some raspberry preserves <laughs> that fell over in the back of the fridge when someone shoved leftovers all the way back because they couldn't make space to fit it in. Yep. All right? Your freezer has to be logically organized so that your meat, pause, is at the bottom <laughs> and the waffles are at the top. It doesn't make sense for the waffles to be at the bottom and the meat to be at the top. No, You're not eating meat for breakfast every day. The kids are not reaching in and making hamburger patties in the morning. No. <laughs> They're reaching in to get those home-style Eggo waffles so that you can have 30 extra minutes of sleep in the morning because you are going to hate it when they walk upstairs with a partially defrosted lamb shake <laughs> asking you to get up and make breakfast. Mm. Illogical organization. Pet peeve. I hate it, man. I loathe it, man. <laughs> I like how you uh, how you uh, changed your voice inflection to make this a sermon. That was dope. That was dope. I, I like that you had a taxonomy about this, too. Yeah. You got to reach out to the masses, son. Like, yeah. illogical organization. We're scientists, man. We're scientists and engineers. This should be a standard. This should be an ISO 9000 and brotherly nine standard that we get... Uh, that we have to certify in order to reach adulthood. Mm. I agree. Well I said. Agree. Well put said. Your ca- put your calibration stickers on every year. You got to renew your license. <laughs> I agree. For mine, what I hate, what I cannot stand, it burns me up, are accident gawkers. Mm. So, yes, I work at a minimum 45 minutes away from my house. Yes. Um, So I leave from my place in the bottom near Southwest Philly. And I go all the way up to above Philly to that. I have to take the turnpike and and a whole bunch of other stuff. The thing that kills me are the people who have to look at something that has happened yes. as if it's going to make a difference in their life. Nah, yep. homie, all you doing is slowing down the rest of us who don't care if anybody was in that car when it got pushed over into the median. Right. I'm trying to get to work, son. I'm sorry for the people who are in the accident. I will read about it on the news and I will send them good vibes. But right now, I got a meeting that I got to be at, and I'm not trying to call in from my car. Right. So please, homie, keep it moving. It's not going to affect you in your life if you slow down from 65 miles an hour to 35 to look two lanes across to see what happened at that accident that's over on the shoulder now. Keep it moving, son. Keep it moving. Yeah, it, 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 it doesn't. You know, when you live in high traffic metropolitan areas, D.C., Philly, New York, you know, it's uh, the rubberneckers, man. Mm-hmm. It's, the, it's the worst, dog. Like, it's terrible. Keep driving, man. Please. Like, yeah, I, I know exactly how you feel. And I can't wait until self-driving cars are ubiquitous mm. because let's say in the unfortunate incident that there is an accident with the self-driving car it's already happened but that's also because that self-driving car was on the road with man driving cars and that's going to happen but when we're all in self-driving cars son 
if something happens to one of them cars because maybe the battery dies. I don't know. Right. That joint, all them other joints, it's going to keep moving. Right. And I'm going to get to work every day at the same time because my self-driving car, along with everybody else's, there are no rubbernecking. Nobody's stopping to, to look to see who's pulled over because they were speeding. Nah, we all moving. Right. So I can't stand people who need to look at accidents or, like I said, extend that to people being pulled over. Son, move, just move over and keep it moving. And, and, and you know, and I thought of I thought of this maybe like ten years ago or something. There needs to be like a like a shame horn or something <laughs> you can honk at people. Like like you hit that joint, and instead of just a horn, it's like it's like what are you doing? Like, but right. like what are you doing? You know, like like that joint. You know, something like that, just to like shame people. And it doesn't have to be for accidents, but like you know, motherfuckers who don't be driving just normally. Right. You that, know, that dude, that dude in the left left lane on the highway. Right. You know what I'm saying, um, driving neck and neck with a school bus because he's on the phone. Are you <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> the lady who's putting on makeup on her way to work, or the dude who makes you know a right turn from the far left lane? Yeah. You know them type of them type of dudes like you need or. Or, you know, like, to shame people, put up a fucking billboard, like, this asshole caused this accident. <laughs> this this was the asshole, you know, three seconds before the before the accident was caused, you know, shame him like that. Right. Just, like, some type of social shaming mechanism <laughs> for the road, I think, well, son, would, uh, son, would we do. Need, we need different horns, period, because we need a horn for you to be like, yo, what's up? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to beat my horn at somebody I know. I just want to be like, yo, what's up? So right. I got to give them that little light tap, right. you know, so that yeah. they don't get frightened. Like, oh, my God, who's this beeping their horn at me? Right. Like, no, no, I know you. I know you this car. What's up? Right. Uh, We also need another horn for, um, like, your lights aren't on. Yes, absolutely. Uh, because so, because fl- flicking your lights <laughs> flicking your lights at a person that has no lights is like what do you, what what right what's wrong huh? right what are you doing? It's, like, it's a cop down there what's going on what are you doing <laughs> and that is uh, so for people who ride motorcycles you know this and this is no secret it's not a big secret but in motorcycling if you flick your lights at somebody coming the opposite way that lets them know that right. there's a cop up ahead yes absolutely. so. Uh, maybe we do need a horn for that too. Mm-hmm. A horn for like, yo, there's a cop up there. You might want to slow down, homie. Right. So I, I'm all into the the the, the non. You're being an asshole horn. Yeah. We, we need we need some different different joints. We do. We do. So uh, every week. We try to hit y'all with the black business to support. And um, this week, I'm going to bring a joint. It's called Inclusive, which I think is a really dope name, and I'll tell you why. It used to be called Noir B&B, and it was the app that was developed and created in response to all of the stories of people of color being turned down on Airbnb. Mm-hmm. So people said, all right, well, uh, people want to turn people down for the way that they look, for, you know, stereo, 
stereotyping people. We're going to create our own. So they created a joint called Noir BNB, but they recently changed the name to Inclusive so that they can avoid any uh any negative BS negative therapy. connotations. Yeah. I want to shout them out. It hasn't launched yet, but the team is uh, hard at work, and it should be coming very, very soon. And I also want to say about inclusive is not just for people of color. It's for people who just feel like Airbnb is a thing that they just can't associate with because of the negativity that can come with it, which is Mm. why it's called inclusive. It's I-N-N. Inclusive, so oh. yeah, that's a really clever name. So, shout out to them. Uh, the app comes soon. You can sign up for their mailing list at inclusive.com and you can read all about them. Yeah, so I, I think that's really, really dope what they're doing for sure. And uh, so we'll move on to every week, we give y'all music to listen to. So, uh, scrap. Mm-hmm. What you been listening to this week? Oh man, uh, not a whole lot, not a whole lot, man. I, uh, you know me, I be listening to old stuff. So I went mm-hmm. back and I listened to uh, Joe Budden's first album. Really? Um, yeah, yeah, I did. Um, the joint I had the the joint on shuffle on Spotify, and you know I think uh, Stand Up Nucker came on. Come and take some time out. Some time out. Relate to it. Relate to it. For all my mans that died with grams that they side. Plans just to ride, gun jam when he tried. Ballers who never made it out the hood. And I really like that joint, so I went back and I listened to to the to the whole album. It's got some joints on there. Some of them joints are whack. Yeah. But uh but you know, I mean he's got he's got some cuts on there, so um I listened to that joint. But other than that, I ain't really ain't really been listening to much. Other old stuff here and there, but nothing consistent. Right. I think I think the uh the song on there that really reflected who he was versus every other song. I think it's called Ten Minutes. Ten Minutes, yeah. Yeah. Now it's a couple dudes don't want to see me popping. They sarcastically ask me when the CD dropping. Gotta keep my game face. They don't leave me no options. Can't lose my cool. I know the streets keep watching. Dudes want to see me lose it all. But I ain't come this far to fall. Let me talk to all of you dudes praying that I lose it all. I ain't come this far to fall. And I ain't gotta walk around with my clip in That song, that was like a revelation for me because it was like, yo... He's actually spitting like some feelings, like right. it's crazy. At that point in time, that was two thousand three that his yeah. album came out. Yeah. At that time, it was uh, you know, snap your fingers. It was uh, a town stomping. It was uh, fab. Was Harlem shaking all over the place? Right. Um. So you didn't have a lot of variety. It was really stale at that time. But I mean, when when he when he first came out, um. You know, we heard, what was it? Focus. Yeah. Was that was that our or the actually no 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 our freshman year he came out and he had the the NBA joint where he sampled the the NBA the yeah, old NBA yeah, joint. Yeah, yeah. And then um, I remember listening. I remember the first time I heard Focus was in your and Rocco's room. Um, <laughs> shout out to shout out to Rocco, one of our uh, our homeboys from uh, from college. Uh, he works for Interscope now, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. DJ Rocco. Yeah, DJ Rocco. Um, 
Yeah, and he was <laughs> dude was standing on his bed listening to that joint. I was like, I was like, what is? This? I was probably drunk at that. What is this? This, this is awesome. I was probably drunk at this. I probably, I probably was. I probably was. Um, Story of how all of our stories start. <laughs> but um, yeah, man, I, I remember that joint, and then um, he had that joint on there with Buster. That joint is terrible. Yeah, um, that's the fire joint. But 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 you're right. I mean, the the ten minutes joint that that is. That is mouse, you know. Yeah, that, yep, yep. that that is vintage Joe Budden. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's it's nice to go back and listen to these joints, man. Yeah, yeah. I just remember listening to Ten Minutes. Like, I can't believe he made a ten minute song on. You know, this is a Def Jam album. At that time, Jeff Def Jam was nothing but commercial. Right. And so. Right. You know, Pump It Up was the first single. Fire was the second single. And 10 Minutes is on this album? That made no sense. But 10 Minutes was so dope. And then when he goes away and comes back with mood music, Mm. then it's like, oh, 10 Minutes was who he is, not the other stuff. Right. So, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, Kwame, what you been listening to? Um... Funny enough, uh, after last week, uh, I think you guys gave the Suicide Squad review. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just idly, you know what I'm saying, browsing through Spotify, and I saw uh, Imagine Dragons, who I've been recently, you know what I'm saying, listening to a bit. Mm-hmm. They had a joint, you know what I'm saying, with Wayne and... and uh, uh, Lo- isn't Khalifa. Logic on that song? Logic's on that joint. Uh, it's pretty dope. I mm-hmm. really, really like it. Um, but... You know what I'm saying? I like I kinda like that whole that whole soundtrack, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Of course, you know, they do what some movie soundtracks do. They have some old joints. Yeah. Uh so they have some some old M M on there, stuff like that. But they had an action Bronson joint on there. Um But the one I was listening to, like I had on repeat, was um oh god, I, I done lost their name now. Twenty one uh, is it Twenty One Pilots or something like that? Yeah, my yeah. friends are Edens, take it slow. Wait for them to ask you who you know Please don't make any sudden moves You don't know the half of the abuse All my friends are heathens, take it slow Wait for them to ask you who you know I started listening to them dudes. I'm like, oh, you know, I so like I really them dudes, like their, man. I, I really like that sound. So I went yeah. and listened to, I think it's Blurry Face is their album. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the one. Uh, no, Ride is their newest single. Um, yes. But um, dog, I've been listening to Twenty One Pilots heavy, like really, really heavy. Those dudes. Okay. Those dudes are uh, heathen. Heathen is the song off of the Suicide Squad soundtrack. That's really dope. Um, but you know what I'm saying? You know, once you start Googling them and once you get them on the YouTube, you start diving down the rabbit hole of, um, of all of their stuff. And I was like, man, so I put them on the Spotify playlist and I mean, I've I've been, I've been bumping them real, real heavy. You know what I'm saying? All week. Okay. Uh, the old songs on that soundtrack are the songs that they play in the movie. Yeah. 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 Uh, And I, I think they play Rick Ross's purple Lamborghini. They do it. That's the, that's the opening 
Yeah, that's on the soundtrack, but I think that's the only song from the soundtrack that's actually in the movie. Mm. Because at one point, and you see, this is not a spoiler, because you see it in the commercial, a Joker is driving, ironically enough, a purple Ferrari with uh, with Harley in the, in the uh, passenger seat. Mm. And they're playing purple Lamborghini as mm. they're driving through the streets. Right, right, right. So, um... That's, the, uh, but all the other old joints are in the are in the movie. So for what I've been listening to, uh, shout out to both Remy and LeBron James Bond. Um, young Chris had brought Blood Orange, and I had never listened to him before. So hmm. when he said he was checking that joint out, I went ahead because you know doing all the editing, getting all the joints that need to be put on there, and I didn't have Blood Orange. So I went and got it, and I listened to it, and it's really, really good. Uh, also, shout out to Remy for bringing Flume. I had heard that Never Be Like You joint. I didn't know who did it. So mm. I checked Flume out, and Flume actually has, like, hip-hop dudes on his album. Like, Raekwon is on Flume's album. Mm. So, uh, yeah, go check out Blood Orange and Flume. Um, Blood Orange is kind of like alternative R&B, I guess. Uh, it's it's really vibey. Um, Flume is right, is really like drum and bass. Uh, not quite EDM, but like on the cusp. But uh, All right. the thing about Flume, though, is it made me go back and listen to Phantogram. can't tell you how many times not this not just this week but in previous weeks and months that i've had fall in love on repeat yeah like the way yeah. I, I wish i knew i wish i knew the producer's name but the way that he chops up that sample for that song is bonkers and for y'all that don't know the sample that that dude chopped up for Fall in Love for Phantogram is the same sample that Diplomats used for I'm Ready. Let's do it. This is it Come right on, here. man. I feel good, man. Taliban. Diplomats. Come on. Yeah. Jim Jones, where you at, baby? I feel Who else good Santana? right now, man. This is music right Come here. On. Once again, where you at? I feel like... Huh. Yeah, so... Think about that. Think about how Heat Makers took I'm Ready. And they pretty much did it straight lace. They put some hype drums on it, some cymbals, some crash on it. And you had Cameron and uh, Jim and Joels go in on it. But yeah. then this dude takes I'm Ready and chops it up. So it's almost you can't tell what it is and makes one of the illest hip-hop beats that's not hip hop, right. so you could you could mm-hmm. tell why um, why Big Boy wanted to work with him because that dude that dude is is dope. 
and the 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 lady who sings on it is fantastic. So they have a new album coming out, and they played their song live, their new single live. It hasn't been released yet, and if go check that out, I'll put a link in in the joint. Um, but it's in the same vein. Like, dude took another sample and chopped it up crazy, put some drums on it. It's dope. Mm. So, uh, right. Phantogram, man. Go check out Phantogram if you haven't. I think that album's from last year. But, uh, yeah, go check them yeah, out. Yeah, I think, I think so. The uh, When did the Big Grams come out? That was last year, right? No, that was yeah. this year? That was 20... 20- was that this year? No. Uh, oh, yeah, it might have been early. It might have been early this year. It mm. might have been. That joint's super dope. Yeah, Big Cramps is awesome. Uh, so, that's what I got. Uh, All right. So, cleaning up. Let's talk about, uh, you know, we're on iTunes. Seems like we're getting some burn. Uh, we on Google Play. We on uh, TuneIn. We on Stitcher. So, if you listen to us on SoundCloud... And you want to listen to us an easier way, you can listen to us on any of those joints. It'll come right to your phone. So you don't even have to get on the internet. Just uh, subscribe, man. Yeah. Just subscribe. <laughs> subscribe, man. Subscribe. Matter yeah. of fact, I, I've, told, I've told people in my life this. Subscribe and you don't even have to listen. Just subscribe. Because yeah. the way that shit works, and I'll give you all the behind the scenes. The way that this shit works is... Every download counts as a play in SoundCloud. So mm. the more people who download it because they subscribe to it, the more plays we get, which means the more burn that we could possibly get, the more promo. And then in iTunes, the more downloads you get, the higher you go up in the rankings. So uh, yeah. subscribe. Same thing with Google Play. Just subscribe, man. Subscribe to us if you listen to us on SoundCloud. And, uh, you know, email us, podcast at defconjive.com please um let us know about it- boom hating on women's sports <laughs> or my voice or lack thereof and how that was offensive to your ears that i tried to talk it, and i couldn't and, and 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 let us let us know let us know what y'all want to hear what y'all want to hear us talk yeah. about man because uh i i think that we are one of the most well-rounded podcast crews out there you know we we hit hit y'all from different angles different uh levels of hilarity and um yeah let us know we we're, we're here for y'all like right. we we do that we do this because we're friends you know we can we can talk about anything so let us know the only reason we talk about interesting things is because we think people might listen to us because we could really right. just sit here and talk about halo for about you know we <laughs> talk about halo for like 45 minutes Right, no pause. Like we've been, we've been, we've been doing this for since two thousand one, <laughs> just without without a podcast. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like this is this is anything new. So yeah, just some uh, let us know. Hit us up. Subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> right. So uh, that's it. I would ask Boom. This is the time that I would ask Boom for a scooter quarter of the week. But uh, since he ain't here, um, can mm-hmm. we can we shout out Scooter? For uh, <laughs> drinking that moonshine, and he uh, said, "Uh, that <laughs> <laughs> he said that had me breathing Hadoukens." <laughs> yeah, man, that, that shine is no joke, dog. Don't sleep on that, man, or you'll be sleeping for real. <laughs> yeah, 
Sean is no joke, and it it comes in a in a cute ass mason jar. Like, yeah, this is gonna be fun. No dog, uh, no. Uh, construction paper labels. Yeah. Right. Re- really quickly, right. I got some moonshine from one of my neighbors, and uh, put it in a like plastic workout bottle. Bad move. That plastic workout bottle had to get thrown out because. <laughs> The moonshine smell had leaked into it so badly that (laughs) when you put water in it, it tasted like moonshine. Oh, Oh, shit. That's horrible. Yeah. So pro tip from your boy Cannon, don't put moonshine in a plastic workout bottle. It's not going to end well. Oh, man. This shit's crazy. (laughs) So for another week of Def Con Jive, this is your boy Cannon. Come up off that gold, homie. It's your boy Quams, aka Nina Simone Biles. I make them flips. <laughs> Appreciate y'all, Earl Lafayette, Shazam, aka Scrap Adam. Out here. That's so dope. We out. Dunzo. <laughs> <laughs>